Hello, Valley family. This is week number four, the finale, the conclusion uh, in our series that we've been in called What's Next. And I want to give a big shout out before we jump into it to all the folks, our Valley family in Poughkeepsie. Uh, We love you guys, and it's so great that uh, uh, even that I can be with you, even if it's electronically, every single week. We really are one church in multiple locations, also our online campus, uh, and really appreciate everybody trekking along with us there. We know things that come up, and uh, you don't have to miss, even though you can't make it necessarily on a Sunday morning by way of technology. Uh, so uh, before we jump in today, uh, I want to mention, uh, to help you out, really, our Connexus conference that's coming up, uh, that's October 11th through the 12th. The reason I want to make mention of it is we have an early bird break, and that goes up October the 1st. So it's just through September, October the 1st. It goes up by $50 a person, and I want to save you some money. Uh, We're real excited about this. Friday and Saturday, October 11th and 12th. October 11th is actually, Friday night is totally free, but you do, you are required to sign up for that because we have an after party uh, after the Friday night session and we need to make sure there's enough food for everybody. Uh, So that is required that you sign up even though it's free. And, And then on the 12th, uh, we go to about 3 or 4 o'clock uh, in the afternoon here, and we have a team coming in from Lead Global 360. Uh, several of them were here last fall as well, uh, and these are incredibly devoted followers of Jesus Christ that have really started businesses from the ground up that are multi-multi-million dollar businesses. Now, I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars. And last year, we talked about doing business God's way. Uh, This year, the theme for Connexus is actually God means business. So if you're involved in business any way, shape, or form, we encourage you to check that out. You can register on the website. Actually, the Valley app will take you there as well, connexusleaders.cc. Our spring conference is a little different. We do that all with local leaders, uh, but the fall one is when we bring outside leaders in uh, that are incredibly influential. In fact, this team just got back from Malaysia, meeting with some dignitaries and business people there in Malaysia, uh, helping them with literally doing business God's way. And so we're real excited about that. It's going to be fresh, going to be new. That's coming up October 11th and the 12th. Well, a quick review of where we've been. Go ahead and open up your Valley app and you'll be able to follow along with us. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 tells us, if, if people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And one translation of this verse uh, says, without vision, people perish. And so we're talking about really the vision of our church that has been for, for several years now. And we're just zoning in, laser focus on really four fundamental things that, that we're really all about. And we, we keep this focus simple so that we can really make the biggest impact possible. The more that any church gets involved in, the less effective they are in what they're doing. That's just, that's any organization, that's any human being as well. And and so everything that we do as a church is filtered through our focus on helping every person to live the full life that God created them for. We want everyone to be most blessed. And how does that happen? When we really, we attend to what it is that God has actually revealed. And so we're here to help people four things. Uh, the first is make a difference. We actually have these in reverse order this time uh, as we've worked our way through them. So uh, make a difference, 
then discover purpose. You were made on purpose for a purpose. And, and the primary place that this happens is in Growth Track. That happens beginning in October, 9 o'clock in Poughkeepsie campus, 9 o'clock at our Hopewell campus as well. And as we say, you give us four weeks and you'll discover why you're on the planet, the purpose that God created you for, and, and make a difference. That's primarily in our dream team, uh, in, in serving that takes hundreds of volunteers every week for us just to do what we do on a Sunday, and you're making a difference in people's lives for eternity. So make a difference, discover purpose, finding freedom. That's in our small groups, and you're going to be hearing more about that as we work our way through the fall, give you an opportunity if maybe you're thinking about you'd like to leave, maybe a small group interest group. Uh, we have regroup coming up in October and November that's going to train you. And then today, knowing God. And so these are actually in reverse order. Knowing God, that primarily takes place on Sunday mornings in our Sunday gatherings like this. Of course, it takes place in all the different things that we do as well. But these are our four focal points. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking, uh, I, I've been pastoring now for 29 years, and in a real conservative estimate uh, that, that I came up with, a real conservative number is I've probably preached over 2,500 times. 2,500 times. And uh, that's not really taken into account, you, you know, preaching the same sermon multiple times every weekend. Now I preach three times, you know, online and then two on Sunday as well at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. It's, it's not taking those numbers. It, it's almost 2,500 different messages over the last 29 years. And I got to thinking about just, just uh, you know, a little nostalgic, you know, some of my favorite messages that I've given. Generally, my favorite messages are not the ones that get the most feedback on. Uh, some that I get like, oh, that's like a winner, no doubt about that. People just, oh, I love that one. But I have to say this, if, uh, if I knew that today, that, that, that I only had one message left, my final message, my final sermon I would ever give, this would be the message. This would be it. Because this is what it's all about. Knowing God. Helping people to begin to know God. And helping people to grow in their knowledge, in their relationship with God. So if I had just, someone told me you got one sermon left, that's all you get. This would be that sermon. That's how important this is to me. This is how passionate I am about this. Helping people know God. It's pretty interesting, this whole idea. You see this idea of knowing God in the Old Testament and especially in the New Testament as well. And it's pretty interesting, uh, the original language of the New Testament, over and over, so many times throughout the New Testament, Jesus says, you know, I want to know you. God wants to know you. You need to know God. And the word there is pretty interesting. I'm just going to have put up there. Uh, this is it. That's not a typo. That's not Klingon or anything like that. Uh, uh, this is the Greek word here, and it is pronounced in English, gnosko, gnosko, and what it literally means, know God, know God, to learn to know a person through direct personal experience. In, in other words, it's not about church attendance. It's not even about how much of the Bible you can quote. It's all about do we know God through direct, personal experience? That's the most important thing, knowing God. So that's why it's one of our four main focuses here, vision, 
statements, if you will, uh, and focal points as a church. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Look, at, look in your Valley app there. We'll put it on the scripture screen here. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is talking, and he makes this incredible statement that just goes right to the heart of knowing God. And that's why I'm calling this message today, Do You Love Him? Do You Love Him? Look at what Jesus said. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. How about that? One day, every single one of us is going to stand before God. Every single one of us. And Jesus is talking about that time. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, and he is the Lord, this is Jesus speaking, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And, and he doesn't leave that vague and ambiguous for us to figure out, well, what is the will of the Father in heaven? He keeps on talking. He goes on and he says, many will say to me on that day, don't miss this, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, watch this now, I never knew you. That's that Greek word right there, gnosko. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, don't miss what Jesus is saying here because so many people get tripped up on this. He says, many people will come to me on that day and they're going to say, we did all this religious stuff. We kept the rules. We did the stuff. We never missed a meeting. We have notebooks full of sermon notes. And Jesus says, I never knew you. I never knew you. See, Jesus turns religion topside down. Because here's the thing. God isn't looking for religion. He's looking for a relationship. God isn't looking for religion. He's looking for a relationship. And, and, and Jesus says, there are people that have used spiritual gifts. They prophesy. Man, they've even cast out demons, and they're going to go to hell because they don't know me, and I don't know them. They're going to be separated for eternity from me. They talk the talk, but they had no real relationship with me. This is so important. So important. God isn't looking for a religion. He's looking for a growing relationship. That word, gnosko, to learn to know a person through direct personal experience. Not someone else telling you about them, but through direct personal experience. You know, even last week, and I'm not going to take time to re-preach it, but last week when we talked about finding freedom, you know, I heard happen in Poughkeepsie, happen here at Hopewell, our two services as well, just people just, just, just tears just rolling down their face. And it wasn't because of guilt, it wasn't because of condemnation, it was because God's heart was being revealed to them. How much he loves us. And that he wants us to walk in freedom. And what Jesus went through and sacrificed and suffered because he loves you so much. And he loves me so much. See, that's knowing God. That, that's, that's, that's 
through per personal direct experience. I, I can't make that happen. No one can talk about what Jesus suffered and, and cause that response and that reaction. That's God. That's, that's experiencing the presence of God. Because God isn't looking for religion. He's looking for a relationship. And if I could put it this way, kind of like a, kind of like a teacher, I guess, at this point, uh, I want to prepare you for the final exam because one day every single human being that has ever or will ever walk the planet is going to have to stand before God one day. We're all going to have a final exam. And I want to, I want to teach you to the exam, okay? Look at what, uh, what, what Jesus uh, says here. Matthew chapter 15 then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? Now notice what they said. They didn't say, why do they break the commandment of God? What they said was, why do they break the traditions of the elders? In other words, the religious leaders had piled on all kinds of other traditions and hoops and things that people had to do and jump through, hoops they had to jump through in order to please God. They don't wash their hands before they eat. There were ceremonial hand washings that they had to go through that, uh, that literally when they walk into the temple, they had to wash their hands, and you had to wash it in a certain way. You couldn't wipe the hands off. You had to let the water drip down off their elbows. And there was actually someone watching, and if they didn't let the water drip, drip down off your elbow, then it was considered you didn't wash your hand the right way. And they're talking about this kind of stuff has nothing to do in the Bible at all. This is the teaching and traditions of men that is not God's word, God's will. It goes on and says, Jesus replied, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of tradition? Ooh, ooh. What's the commandment of God? Well, he goes on and tells them, you, you know, the ultimate commandment of God is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he's like, why are you failing to love these guys, my followers? Because they're not doing it the way you think it should be done and it has nothing to do with God. It goes on. It says, thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Jesus says you've raised religious tradition higher than a living relationship with God. That's what religion does all the time. Tradition, tradition is more important than what God actually says. And he tells those religious leaders, you're nullifying the word of God for the sake of tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right, and he's quoting from Isaiah the prophet at this point in the Old Testament, which we talked about some of that and quoted some last week from Finding Freedom. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. Watch this now. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far from me. He said they do all kinds of religious stuff but they don't know me. They don't love me from their heart. And then it goes on and says, they worship me in vain. Their teachings are about rules taught by, there it is, men. Taught by men. And, and they don't know him. And that's how it's possible. And that's why, that's why the final exam that we all stand before God one day is why, why should I allow you into heaven in eternity? 
And there's only, there's only pass fail. And the only answer is because I know Jesus and Jesus knows me. That's it. It's not my good works. It's not my charitable contributions. It's not that I was a pretty good person. I didn't hurt anybody. None of that's going to work. I knew Jesus. Jesus knew me in this life. That's it. And, and it was a huge problem 2,000 years ago. And you know, it's a huge problem in the world today. That people that think they're doing God's will by keeping rules and regulations, but they don't know God. They don't have a relationship with God. They, don't, they have not learned to know Him through direct and personal experience. And that's what Jesus came to give you. And that's what Jesus came to give me as well. There's really three symptoms, I'd say, of... Uh, of not knowing God. It causes frustrations inside, problems inside. Three symptoms I can tell if, if really you don't know God. The first is this, a sense of powerlessness. A sense of powerlessness, I really can't change. That's why what we talked about last week. First, you have to know God in order to find freedom. You, 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 you'll never be able to put the past in the past and walk in the freedom God has for you until you know God and he breaks that the, the chains in your life. It starts with knowing God. And so you'll have a sense of powerlessness. I want to change. I want to be better. I want to do different. But at best, it's just kind of a little tiny incremental change. That's it. We can't really bury the past in the past. Second symptom is frustration with trying to do good. We, we try so hard to be better, but we just get frustrated because we can't. We don't have the power. And so, sense of powerlessness, frustration with trying to do good, and, and another symptom of not knowing God is envying others who seem to be closer. When, when you come in contact and you start talking with someone, and it seems like they have a real growing relationship with God, and you see the change in their life, and, and, and it's envy. Man, what makes them so special? Why are they that way? But the reality is every one of us has exactly the same potential to know God as anyone else. He wants you to know him. He wants me to really know him. And that relationship is a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, that's what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said, I want to know Christ. And there's that word again right there. Same word in Greek, gnosko. I want to know. I want to, I, I want to know the person of Jesus Christ through direct experience. That's what that word means. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. You don't know the power unless you know the person of Jesus you don't experience that power. I, don't, I won't ever experience that power in my life if I don't know the person of Jesus Christ. Not know about him, have a growing relationship with him. And Paul said, that's what I want. And that's what I think every one of us deep down inside really wants. You know, in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, it says that God has placed eternity in our hearts, in the heart of man. You know, even people, I think even atheists, there's still this gnawing inside Deny it, run from it, all you want. But God has put that desire deep, deep inside of humanity to know him. That's why we ask questions like, why am I here? Existential questions. Why do we even exist? Why is all this here? Big bang? Really? 
evolution? Really? No, God has put eternity in our hearts. You were created to know him. You were created on purpose, for a purpose. So how, do, how can we know Jesus deeper? How, how can we really do that? Well, I think there's, uh, there's really three ways, and I want to coach you up. So, so whether you're here today and you're hearing this message for the first time, and uh, you're just kind of checking it out. A friend invited you and, you know, uh, said, hey, listen, let's go to church at Regal Cinemas, Valley Christian Church. Then we'll go up, go to the food court, and we'll do shopping later on. Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, you're here not by accident. God has a reason. He wants you to know him the way he knows you. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a real, real long time, decades and decades. But I think every one of us, we could go deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so three quick coaching points on how you can know Jesus Christ deeper. Here's the first one, love him because he first, love him because he loved me first. He loved you first. Listen, let me put it this way. You don't have to get your act together to get to God. You get to God so that you can get your act together. (laughs) You don't have to get your act together before you come to God. The reason that you and I need to come to God is to get our act together. We'll never be able to change on our own. And so we, we love him, why? Because he first loved us. That's what 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says. We love because he first loved us. That's why we do. Uh, another passage in the New Testament, it says, God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You, you don't earn God's love. You don't deserve God's love. I can't earn God's love. I don't deserve God's love. It is a free gift. He demonstrated it when we didn't want anything to do with him. That's what Jesus did for you and me. We love him because he first loved us. Here's the second thing. Pursue him with all your heart. Pursue relationship, a growing relationship with Jesus with all your heart. You know, here's a little secret I want to fill you in on. Uh, God likes it when you come after him. God likes to be chased. He really does. It's just like when, when I met Susie and we became friends. My sophomore year, I was like, man, I'm really interested in this gal. I look for opportunities to get to know her better as friends. I, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, when she's going to dinner in the cafeteria, I want to make sure, oh, yeah, look, huh, I'm going at the same time. Bump into Susie. You know, I wanted to, oh, what classes are you taking this semester? Oh, yeah, I'm about to make out my schedule. You, you know, pursuing her, seeking her, because I wanted a deeper relationship with her. Well, God's the same way. Time and time again throughout the Bible, God says this to you and to me, come after me. Come, come after me. Seek me throughout the Bible over and over. Seek me, seek me. In fact, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, God puts it this way. You'll seek me and find me when you just every now and then give a thought to me. (laughs) No, no, not at all. When you seek me with all your heart, you'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek me when you go all in with all your heart. Let me ask you a question. How different would your life look if you went all in in your relationship with Jesus this year? 
How different a person would you be? If you just decided, okay, here we are, we're going to start, October's coming. <laughs> so you know what? From October 2019 to October 2020, I am going to be 100% all in devoted to Jesus Christ. How different would your life be a year from now? I'll tell you right now, it'd be completely different. It'd be completely different. Because it's so easy just to kind of have as little a relationship with Jesus as is possible or necessary for heaven. But we're not growing in that relationship daily on earth. And Jesus said, knowing that we want that personal experience with him every day that's growing on a regular basis. God promises, if you seek me, you'll find me. But it's when you seek me with all your heart, not just Sunday morning, not just 10 minutes in the morning of prayer and Bible study. When your heart is focused on me, you will find me. If you went all in over the next year, and, uh, and, and I've said this before, and I believe that you go all in with what we offer to you, to anyone, to everyone, through Valley Christian Church, you'll be a different person in 12 months. Not because of Valley Christian Church, because of Jesus. Because of the relationship with Jesus that will have grown. You, you go through growth track beginning in October, and again, we repeat that every single month, the same thing, four weeks of the month. So October, and then it refreshes in November, then it refreshes in December, and that goes on continually. You go through growth track, you attend our Sunday services and know God better, hit us online if you can't make it one week, and then when we roll out small groups, you get involved with a small group as well. I'm telling you, 12 months, trust me, you'll be a different person. I, I ran into a fellow recently, uh, and, and I had made that promise, I think it was at Easter back in 2018 at the Bardavon, and uh, it, we were six months in uh, at, at the time, and, and I remember he came up to me and he goes, it's only been six months. You're absolutely right. I'm changed in six months. It's not because of Valley. It's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him, rather, the way that he knows you and he knows me already. Love him because he first loved me. Pursue him with all my heart. And then here's the third thing. Give him your life. Not just a weekend. Not just a Sunday. Give him your life. I, I think some today you need to even cross that line. Step across that line and just surrender your life to him. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 verse 24, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. I, I meet people all the time that say, I'm just trying to hold it together. You don't have to do that alone. You need Jesus. He'll hold you together. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, Jesus says, you will save it. You'll find life. We're trying to just hold it together instead of allowing Jesus to, can I put it this way, hold us. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him the way that he knows you. Let me end with this. Uh, you know, uh, I 
think my, uh, my man car is pretty firmly held, uh, even when I'm about to tell this next little story here. Uh, I don't think it's in jeopardy. But uh, I have two older brothers and a younger sister, and as siblings, we're just all completely different. I mean, it's crazy. Same parents, same mom and dad, but, but we're just, I mean, different. And my oldest brother has this incredible singing voice. He led worship at mega church for over a decade. He's done off-Broadway. He's actually in film production right now uh, and, and has worked with all these stars and everything. He's been a production manager on movies and, and all this, lives in Atlanta. And that, that's really what he loves. And, and he grew up doing a lot of, uh, a lot of plays and uh, um, even at John Jay and Proscenium. And he would always play these records. It was back in record days, uh, albums. And he would play, and he'd just blast all these musicals especially. And, uh, and my bedroom was right next door. So I heard constantly all these Broadway plays with soundtracks constantly. And uh, I, I don't know that I'm proud of it, but I, I know a lot, of the, a lot of the lyrics, all the songs to, the, to some of those Broadway shows, you know, through the years. Uh, one of them that he appeared in actually is uh, over here at John Jay, and, uh, and that was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or the play Fiddler on the Roof. Um, it's about a Jewish town in the early 19th uh, century Russia. And uh, it's really about a clash, and that's what was happening here with Jesus, a clash of tradition and, and, and real love. And, and one of the storylines, really, in the whole thing, Russ, my older brother, played Perchek when he was in John Jay, but then later on he, he actually played Tevya, who's like the main character as he got a little bit older. Uh, that may be, maybe you've heard that song, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a fine, catch me a catch, comes from Fiddler on the Roof there. Yeah, my man card, it's still in my pocket, so shut up. But anyway, uh, and I didn't have to write that in my notes or anything like that. Um, they had prearranged marriages. And one of the things Tevya is doing, he has like five girls <laughs> You know, God bless him. I had three. That was quiverful for Susie and me. And he's trying to match them up and help the matchmaker match them up with their husbands. And, uh, and, and so that's the tradition, tradition. And, and yet they all fall in love with other guys instead of the ones that Tevya wants them to marry. And so there's this, this struggle between the tradition and real love, real relationship. And that happens today. I mean, it's just such a kind of, to me, an allegory of, of Christianity. Some say it's all about tradition, but they've totally forgotten. No, it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And at one point in the movie, when it seems like the tradition's all falling apart in the play, when the tradition's all falling apart, Tevya, who is the father and his girls are falling in love with these other guys instead of the ones that have been match made for him. He turns to his wife, Golda. And of course it's a musical, so I'll do my best to sing it. And he says, Do you love me? And she's like, You're a fool. And he says, I know. Do you love me? And she says, do I love you? 
And then she goes on, for 25 years, I've milked the cows, I've made the bed, I've made your meals. For 25 years, I've been doing all this stuff. And then she goes, why are you even asking me this? And then he just says, do you love me? And I love that moment because he's saying, you've done all the stuff, but do I have your heart? Do you love me? I think right now, right now in this moment, I think Jesus is saying to every one of us, do you love me? He's not asking about church attendance. He's not asking, did you read your Bible yesterday? He's not asking, how much have you given to charity? He's just asking, do you love me? Because he loves you. And the greatest thing in this life, the most important thing in this life, is not what we do for him. It's that we love him. And that we know him. Do you love him? He loves you. And he wants you to know him the way he knows you. I'm going to ask, would you bow your heads with me right now? Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you. If we had a million years just to try to comprehend how much you love us, we still wouldn't have enough time. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so well. Father, thank you for reminding us how much you love us and how much you know us and you want us, each and every one of us, to know you as well. And so, Father, I pray today that, that those of us, Lord, that have known you for a long time, Lord, that we wouldn't be satisfied with our relationship with you. But Lord, we would even echo the words of the Apostle Paul. We want to know Jesus Christ. Know him even more. Know him even deeper. Know him even stronger than we do today. Thank you, Lord, that you promised us if we seek you, we'll find you. When we seek you with all of our heart. right now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed I want to give you an opportunity if you've never taken that first step of faith before to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior it begins with a prayer I think I think that because the Bible says if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart see he wants your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. So if you've never done that before, I want to invite you now, open your heart to Jesus in this moment. 
And I want to invite you to just repeat this prayer after me. And give Jesus Christ your life. That you would know him the way he knows you and love him who first loved you. Just repeat this prayer after me right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I receive Jesus today as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for living for me. Thank you for dying for me. And thank you for rising from the dead for me. And Jesus, I ask you to lead me. Jesus, I ask you to guide me. Direct me by your Holy Spirit from this day forward. And I will follow you. Amen. Amen.